0: Hey, it's Edgar. Hi, it's Alifia. And welcome to the Minority Report. We are a podcast about culture and news through the eyes of people of color. This week, we talk about Robert Mueller trying to get that presidential subpoena, trying to to interview Trump here. We talk about uh, North Korea and Donald Trump maybe getting a Nobel Peace Prize. We'll see about that. We also talk about the White House Correspondents' Dinner and the outrage. And uh, we also talk about... Avengers: Infinity War. So it looks like Mueller is getting ready uh, to make some some end moves here (laughs) yeah exactly uh so a, a news story broke out yesterday actually that the new york times had obtained a copy of a list of questions almost 50 questions 49 questions why they didn't get that extra one question to make it 50 who knows uh for president donald trump uh for his Interview. We've we've discussed the possibility of this interview interview before. Is it going to happen? Sitting I don't on know.
1: literal pins and needles, waiting <laughs> for more well, to make a move. Exactly.
0: Well, what's so interesting is that a lot of people were like, um you know, Trump. Trump sh- like his lawyers were like, he should never do this interview. But Trump has been out there saying, "Oh, I'll do the interview. Like it's no big deal. I'll do the interview."
1: I mean, but, yeah, but like <laughs> the Trump, like just the Trump machine is made up of lies right shrouded in more lies so even if he says he's gonna do the interview you can you can't believe you, it. Can't, you can't you can't believe it. it you
0: can't believe it but okay it looks like he may not have a choice in the matter literally like an hour before we started recording The Washington Post just broke the story that Mueller in a meeting with uh, Trump's legal team had um, strongly implied that um he is hoping president trump would be cooperative if not he would have to get a presidential subpoena that's a big deal i don't know if you've ever been served with subpoena have you ever been served olivia no
1: nope, can't <laughs> say i have i
0: actually have been served what? that's a story for another day <laughs> i have been sued it's a wild story um I didn't know that you
1: had been served. Everything
0: turned out fine. No worries. But anyways, (laughs) um, when you get served with a subpoena, it's it's a call. It's like you cannot say no to a subpoena. A judge has said you have to come in.
1: And a presidential subpoena (laughs) makes it presidential. Yes, it's...
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly Uh, you have
1: to show up and you're also the
0: president and you're yeah you we had we had to get a subpoena so special for you because you're the president like this is you know i
1: mean who knows what sort Mm. of puppet master strings you're pulling in the background we got to make sure that we have all of our legal processes in check Exactly. You can't see me, but I'm making weird (laughs) movements with my hands.
0: (laughs) So uh, what what are we thinking here? What are we feeling here? We've talked about Trump for a whole year, like for years now. And, you know, we've talked about this investigation and what Mueller is doing and is it getting anywhere? And with all these this recent news and all the things happening, we've actually unfortunately not have been able to uh, cover a lot of it. But a lot of things are happening with Mueller now are we getting there? Is this the end game? He's threatening presidential subpoenas here.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up because I never want to get my hopes up yeah, when it comes true. to any any sort of Donald Trump facing any consequences. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say that I am. Cautiously optimistic. It seems like every time we talk about the like Mueller this. investigation, it, getting closer it literally gets and closer, closer, and closer, and closer, and closer and closer and closer. I know,
0: and I feel like we're spoiled in this world of Twitter and instant news and uh, all sorts of crazy things because. Back in the day, people would view this investigation as going at a breakneck speed, like going super fast. But for us, it's going glacially <laughs> slow. Yeah. Like, speed it up, Mueller. But I mean... Do like, you think he... Mueller has, like, a contingency plan, like, in an envelope in case he gets fired? <laughs> he's
1: like, oh, my God. He's like, this yes. is what
0: you do if Trump fires me.
1: I mean, that's when Mueller just goes straight Comey on that shit, yeah, yeah. Relie- like literally spills all the shit he knows, mm-hmm. and then writes a book about it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Comey, we, we miss Comey. Damn. It's been a time. It's been, it's a, been time. a time. It's been a time. Uh, Comey out there having the time of his life. Uh, Fucking insult-
1: Comey, man. Insulting
0: the president. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm I like you. I am uh, optimistic. I'm still, you know cautious because it may end up that Mueller comes out and is like we didn't find enough you know shame on you Mr. President you did some shady things but we didn't find enough but one thing we didn't talk about in these 50 questions or almost 50 questions is how pointed they were and also one of the questions revealed something the public hasn't hadn't known yet which is that there's a, a possibility that Paul Manafort had actually tried to set up some sort of communications with Russia. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. This is like the greatest fucking movie just waiting to be made. <laughs> need I can wait until we, we get the
1: Mueller biopic. Ooh, mm, okay, okay,
0: you know The, the Mueller biopic.
1: Okay, okay. Mueller biopic. Uh-huh. The the
0: fall of Donald Trump. The fall of
1: Donald Trump like yeah. it, there's going there's going to be multiple movies made out right. of this incident. Right. Mul-roy- the mueller pick is one of them. Yeah. The Trump downfall. Do you think it's
0: going to be like an Avengers uh, multi-cinematic like cinematic universe of spoilers Donald Trump's... Bo- spoilers! Spoilers! Yeah. Uh, is Donald Trump Thanos? More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, because Thanos is actually an interesting character. Um, <laughs> uh, I on. wouldn't
1: say Trump is uninteresting. He's just...
0: You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Donald Trump is... Very interesting. Just not, it's not in a just, positive just, uh, way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but moving on, that was not, uh, like, the. that wasn't only the biggest news uh, it was going on so far. There was something we missed, something huge, actually.
1: Yeah, so our friends across the Pacific... Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of our friends, one of our, like, not friends, but maybe friends soon. Friend of me. Friend of me. <laughs> Friend of me and waiting. <laughs> um, something super historic happened yeah. late last week. Yeah. For the first time since 1950, since the Korean War ravaged the peninsula. Yeah. Um, there were peace talks. Peace. Between North in South Korea mm-hmm. so the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un met with a South Korean president Moon Jae-in um, this was the first time since the inception of the country that a North Korean leader had set foot in South Korea there's like a really great video of um, the two of that the two presidents the two leaders holding hands and like walking across the border together like jumping mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. to each side and mm-hmm. um, The two countries are working towards ending the North Korean nuclear program and ending the war that's been going on since 1950. In a joint statement after their meeting, they said South and North Korea confirmed the common goal of realizing through complete denuclearization a nuclear-free Korean peninsula.
0: This is a big deal.
1: It is huge. The North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, also referred to Korea as, like, one nation, which I think is a super big deal that kind of got glossed over.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is, like, coming after the Olympics, you know, with the the unified flag and the country sort of working together.
1: Yeah, this is a huge deal. They're going to work on forming a treatise and a treaty within the next three years. They're going to try to have sort of a... um, summit of sorts Mm -hmm. with other nations to broker that deal Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. north korea for a while has been saying hey we're interested like we're interested in you know demilitarizing denuclearizing you just have to give us certain things like you have to end the trade embargoes and you have to let us you know like be right. a player
0: well and the and the other thing is the u.s has to promise not to invade that's yep. sort of like the biggie the big one you know don't invade us and we'll we'll give up our you know nuclear weapon yeah it's
1: literally like let us be a player in the world and exactly don't attack us
0: exactly and we'll
1: give up our weapons
0: and and, uh, this comes off the heels of you know them actually having a nuclear weapon that could potentially target any city in the united states and now they feel like oh we're finally like a big player and we can have this negotiation they have leverage exactly they finally have leverage um but overall this is very good news but it's
1: also led to something super interesting (laughs) yes
0: this is led to something wild, which. So, <laughs> up, up yeah.
1: Um, so Donald Trump.
0: Yes. Donald J. Trump.
1: Does Donald J. Trump deserve a Nobel Peace Prize?
0: Yes. So a lot of people are debating this, <laughs> discussing this. So Donald Trump, of course, um, sort of helps set this in motion and. People are saying he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. How do we feel about this? What What's going on here? Donald Trump, a peace prize?
1: Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> kind of? I mean, Obama got one for... Obama did not deserve his Nobel Peace Prize. Obama... Obama did not deserve his Nobel uh, Peace Prize.
0: Excuse me? He got it for bringing hope to the
1: world. He also subsequently <laughs> spent the rest of his time in office bombing i felt muslim
0: countries i felt very wah, wah, hopeful wah, wah. i very uh, you're <laughs> i felt very hopeful after his nobel peace prize i don't know about you no, <laughs> was, no but uh, yes I, the weird thing is that
1: kind Donald 100%. Trump kind of deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, like he, he spurred it, but I feel like Donald Trump is disqualified on so many other accounts you that think? even if he like even if he did this one thing, like it's a huge I, thing. I was
0: about to say this might absolve like everything,
1: but I'm saying like it might. This even, is huge. It might like even out the good and the bad do
0: you think like on like a karmic I scale mean, I, do you think about ba- like the, the karmic scale of life like the universal balance
1: <laughs> if we're talking like the good place points yeah i think i think he's still in the negative but i think it's like way less than it used to be
0: you think so i mean i mean if donald <laughs> trump managed to like, it's kind of crazy that Donald Trump is the president while all I this is happening. I
1: literally part cannot me, believe. Yeah, part
0: of me thinks, like, if it was, like, if Hillary were president, she could have been the president during this time. Like, it kind of feels, and I might be wrong, like, I am not a, you know, global government expert, but it kind of feels like North Korea was already sort of on this path with creating nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. And then once they had this leverage, it just also so happens that Donald Trump is president and is very vocal about um i think a know, lot of it is, i don't Korea. think
1: he deserves the prize yeah but w- okay let me
0: ask you this he gets the prize are you mad
1: fuck yeah i'm mad oh my god donald trump does not deserve the Nobel peace prize i would hope what if donald that the Nobel trump Nobel is committee like, is more responsible way, than the, that the, the south, even though they did give it to obama and then he like started the a south korean people.
0: president is one of the big like leaders in the whole give donald trump a peace prize thing that's that's saying something
1: and you know, that's fine. <laughs> You're but just not I am, for it. You are not I am allowed it. to have my personal what, opinion what about am... what the Nobel Committee should do.
0: <laughs> you, you are a free thinker with your personal <laughs> opinions out here. <laughs> free thought, free thought. Um, so... I'm
1: obviously going to be. I'm obviously not going to be super influential to the Nobel Committee. Yeah, that's true. Not as influential as the South. Do Korean you think president. the
0: Nobel Committee? Like, I mean, anything's possible in this world. I mean. If Kendrick can get a Pulitzer, like, maybe. Like, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved well, deserved well deserved. But I'm just saying, like, things are wild out there, you know? Nobel Peace
1: Prize for Donald Trump, not so well-deserved. I mean, I think he's disqualified just based on all of the shady Russian shit. Um,
0: that, that may be so. That may be so. Well, we we will see.
1: <laughs> if Donald
0: Trump wins the Nobel Peace Prize, you will definitely hear from us on that. Um, but anyways um okay we are gonna move on to um a segment that we like to call why
1: so what i want to talk about is why, this why? why 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 so the White House Correspondents' Dinner happened. Um, Michelle Wolf, who is a correspondent at the Daily Show, yes. she is a comedian. Mm-hmm. She is very cutting. Yes. Um. She was asked to ho- to you know perform a set at the dinner, as mm-hmm. is has been tradition for a while now. Yep, a comedian. Yep, yep. They invite a comedian to perform a set. Right. Um, usually, the sitting president is also there to perform his. His or her, mostly his, actually only his own set. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump has famously declined for the past couple years while he's been in office. Yes. Um, so Michelle Wolf does this set, Mm -hmm. attacks everybody is savage. It's like so beautifully Mm, savage. Incredibly savage. Everyone that she attacks, it's like super well deserved. Everyone deserves it. Yes. Um, I mean, she goes after. She goes if you, hard. If you've
0: not read the transcript or watched it, she goes after everybody you in that it. room. She goes after government officials. She goes after the media. She goes after anybody in that room. Pretty much, she does not hold back. And people are mad. People,
1: people are upset. People are so mad <laughs> to the point where the um, the head of the correspondents dinner release a statement saying that the host comments weren't in line with the vision of the White House Correspondents Dinner, to which I say, fuck that. Yikes. One of the biggest, like, one of the biggest points of the night was that she attacked Sarah Huckabee Sanders mm-hmm. of her alignment mm-hmm. with Donald Trump and Apparently she attacked lying, her looks. But <clears throat> I disagree. <laughs> she, she definitely did not. She made a comment equating sarah huckabee sanders to a character in the handmaid's tale who is a mouthpiece for the government in that yeah series that but people thought it was comparing their looks which okay um, and she also made a comment about how Sarah Huckabee Sanders just burns the <laughs> yes, this was so juicy, burns, so juicy. burns stories we <laughs> and burns the truth <laughs> and uses them to create a perfect smoky eye. Yes,
0: and I died. It I was died amazing, loving, which like apparently the, makes me a horrible human being. For oh no! That. It yeah. was
1: hilarious. Yeah. It was so great. I'll raise my hand. I'm um, a terrible human being. But <laughs> the kicker is that Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Was literally right there on the dais yes. as she's going after her. Yes, um, people were big mad, especially white feminists. People they were, were mad. They were saying Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a wife and a mother. How could you talk mm-hmm. about her this way? How could you disparage her looks? Yeah. First of all, she wasn't talking about her looks. She was talking about how she's a lying piece of shit. Yeah. Second. This is which she is, which she she is is. like she, like she
0: literally goes out there and lies. (laughs)
1: She (laughs) lies. That's all she does.
0: She lies. And by the way, a lot of the people who are like uh, up there sticking up for Sarah Huckabee Sanders are journalists who get lied to. Like, what what is going on in this world?
1: yeah they were just like she was too cruel i can't believe she went after her looks and it's like no she didn't go after the she didn't go after her looks she went after the fact that she is a mouthpiece for an authoritarian administration who hates the free press right like
0: exactly
1: there is a difference and it <laughs> why <laughs> and like michelle wolf in interviews has said you know like yeah i made it you know i made jabs at chris christie and mitch mcconnell's necks but no one is saying anything about that.
0: I do want like hands, you know, hands off for, or, you know, uh, Michelle Wolf is out there and she is not stepping away she from the comments. She is sticking to her to fucking it. guns. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, this is, you know, this was a, a big moment. Correspondence dinners uh, have been known to have like iconic comedian performances. I-, I think one of the most iconic is, of course, Stephen Colbert when he went after sitting president George Bush. And at the time,
1: um, that wasn't received well at all. No, but now, in hindsight, no. everyone looks at it as like yes. one of the great moments yes. of the correspondence dinner. Exactly, and
0: and and not just the correspondence dinner, like in culture. Like, oh I've, yeah, I've been in college, and that clip has been shown to to us as like part of American history. Like, it's a big fucking deal, and I feel like we're living through that again. I feel like we have this administration that ref like has a terrible relationship with the truth, refuses to tell the truth, hates the press, does not hide the fact that they hate the press. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is one of those key people that hates the press, who comes out, who is a... Uh, 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 not the word... but I don't want to use the word bullying, but she... She is not... She's not welcoming, is what I'll say. It's the the politically correct way I'll say that. She's not welcoming to the press. So when you have a comedian who, you know, speaks on truth, whenever someone speaks on truth, even if you don't like it, you don't like the person especially, it riles people up, and it really, uh, you know, really fucking caused a shitstorm here. Like, people forgot about all the crazy shit that had happened the week before on Twitter with Kanye and everything. They were like... Focusing on this. Yeah. And people are still mad about
1: it. People are still mad. And I think there's like a, there is so much sexism that's in play here. Yes, with exactly. Michelle Wolf in particular. She's like, I can't believe a woman's going after other women. Yes. Other women, bullshit. She's going after liars. Yep. Second of all, now there's lots of like thing pieces about how the White House Correspondents should just get rid of the whole televised aspect or they yeah. shouldn't invite comedians. Or, or they, they shouldn't, shouldn't do, do this, the whole thing at all. Yeah, They shouldn't do that. And it's like, wow, this is kind con- like, amazing. You invite a comedian, she does her job. Right, like, she does the job you paid her to yeah, do. Yeah, she, you know, she, she's a political comedian. You know this. She's on the fucking Daily Show. You've like, seen her work. Come right, right, on. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: And I think the thing that we're sort of haven't even touched on yet is the hypocrisy where we have this administration. Donald Trump literally made fun of a disabled person, a disabled reporter on stage, and no one said anything to him. No one called him, I mean, except us, no one called him. A monster. No one called. Like people are saying, Michelle Wolf is a monster that she does not deserve. Bullshit. And, like they are saying, she is the most horrible person for doing what she did, and it's like she made you uncomfortable because she pointed out the truth. Like that. That hypocrisy. That hypocrisy is what drives me insane. And this goes to both Republicans, Democrats. I don't give a yeah. shit because everyone is sort of attacking Michelle Wolf right now. Even like journalists who I had a lot of respect for are going after her especially because michelle wolf went after the journalist yeah at that speech and she said a lot of true shit that a lot of people get you know upset by but it's true
1: yeah sorry. i don't know she attacked three women or she went after three women in her in her set and right. frankly she spoke She spoke the truth. She called and Callanway and Sarah Huckabee Sanders liars. Yep. And then she said that Ivanka Trump was not helpful for women whatsoever, even though everybody thought that she was, she was going to be and that, you know, she's been doing this whole woman power mouthpiece for a while and the whole girl boss thing. And then the minute she, you know, has to go up and gets her dad, it's. It all evaporates. Yes, which
0: I agree with you. And and even if, like, take out the Ivanka thing, like, because that could be an opinion, whatever. Obviously, I'm with you. That's ridiculous. But even if you were to say, okay, yes, she was a little harsh. She was whatever. Who the fuck cares? Y'all are fucking people in power who should have tough skin. Like, how is this, like, affecting you so much? You're a
1: journalist. Like, you've literally been attacked by this administration at every fucking turn. And suddenly a comedian oh says something is like but wait you're supposed to be on our side yeah it's and so you side with the administration oh. who's been steamrolling you i don't why
0: understand. why this is why we have the segment why? why we don't understand <laughs> like we don't get this uh yeah, this will be a historic moment that we come back to. Like this was a big deal. Now do you think the correspondence dinner is gonna go away? A lot of people are speculating that this might be the last year, especially since a lot of people view it as an outdated tradition now that Donald Trump doesn't even go to the damn thing. Um I don't know. What do you what do you think here? Should it go away? Is there value in it? Does it even matter? Especially when we're gonna have such reactions.
1: I mean, I think The reason that there's value in it is if you're going to let the Michelle Wolves of the world do what they do. Right. um, I mean, I think it's important that you get figures in media and comedians up speaking truth. Right. And calling out the people in the room. Like, I think there is benefit to, like, essentially being in a room and being forced to... <laughs> right. Confront your... Pro- like, for someone to yell at you about, like, all the terrible shit you're doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I don't know. I'm still thinking about this.
1: But as far as, like, the dinner goes, probably not. Like, it's... And even... We and are... Even comedians in the past have been, like... It's hard to gauge because they're like, yeah, everybody tells you it's a terrible room.
0: I mean, and... and... And once again, like, this is not normal times. Like, Donald Trump is president. This is not normal times. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a tradition that we put on hold until, you know, Mueller does his job. <laughs> or it's the time of Donald Trump is over. But we'll see. It's just... Why? Why are you why? upset? Get over it. Just get over it. Um, okay. When we return, we're going to talk about some happy things. Happy tell me, yeah, things! Tell me something good. Okay, so this is a brand new segment for us. What we want to do here is highlight some good in the world because there is so much negative out there. And I feel like a lot of our shows have been just so negative because we cover all these horrible things that happen in the news and in culture and everything. And we're like, you know what? Fuck that noise. We need some happiness in our show. So every episode from now on, until we change your mind, who knows? (laughs) uh, We're going to have a segment called Tell Me Something Good. And we're each going to pick a story. Sometimes we'll tell each other about it. Sometimes we won't. We'll see what happens. uh, But we are going to talk about something that made us personally happy. So this may be a national story, but it may also just be a local story or a tiny story or something we overheard or saw. We just want to spread some love and spread some good out there in the world. And, you know. Let's just, let's just get to it. So what is something good? I'm going to start off with, uh, (laughs) this might be a little mean
1: for Tell Me Something Good,
0: but it definitely made me. No, it's about
1: what makes us personally happy.
0: It made me very happy. Logan Paul, famous Logan Paul, who we've covered on the show before. We've unfortunately covered on the show for quite a bit now. Logan Paul is ending his daily vlogs. Hallelujah. That's right. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) Logan Paul he uploaded a video earlier this week where he said you know what I am going to end my vlogs I am no longer going to upload every day um he's going to focus on different projects and I think you know the news had this unintended effect of making a lot of people happy especially people who uh watch a lot of YouTube depend on YouTube are very invested in the YouTube community like I am and I was like Fuck yes Cause
1: he's a piece
0: of (laughs) shit Cause he is a piece of shit You know there are a lot of Like there are a lot of pieces of shit There are Okay This is gonna sound weird There are a lot of pieces of shit out there Who at least have some redeeming qualities Logan Paul is not one of those people In my book He is just A straight piece of shit uh, so when this news came out, I-, I was I was very happy. I think I texted it to you immediately. I was yeah. like, yes, <laughs> Logan <laughs> Paul's no longer making daily vlogs. It's, uh, I say it sounds mean because I have, like, no connection to Logan Paul. I don't watch his shows. I'm sure a lot of his fans are very upset. But to keep the guy from, uh, you know, not posting his toxic, horrible shit on the Internet. Of course, he got in trouble for posting uh, The Hanging Dead Body. Ugh. In uh, uh, in Japan, and I hope he does like, totally like a lot of growing up in Japan. I hope. I hope this is part of that. You process, know, I you hope. Know?
1: I hope he's like. He is the definition of white male entitlement. Yes, and 100%. I think he has. I think the whole Japanese vlog thing was. What? A harsh wake-up call call for him. And for YouTube in general. And for YouTube in general. I hope he does some growing. I'm really glad he's going to be making less money. Um, No.
0: (laughs) Although, in that same video he uploaded, he bought a $100,000 Mercedes G-Wagon. See, (laughs) here's the
1: thing. No no 19, 20-year-old should have that amount of money. Yeah, They just shouldn't. (laughs) They're, they just, like... (laughs) you're if i'm sorry if you get famous young your parents yeah. i mean maybe put, not your parents that sh- someone responsible put, that shit in a trust fund, put keep, it in a truck but yeah. then they can access it when they're 18 what i mean is like have someone responsible <laughs> have to sign off on your major purchases yeah like if you're trying to get a house it's like all right i have to have a even if you have the money to exactly. put down Get like right. a responsibility cosign, yeah. like, like an like... accountability cosigner.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like J. Cole said in uh, his song, 1985, you uh, you don't have a house, but you have a Ben. So <laughs> Logan Paul, <okay." laughs> well, actually, I think Logan Paul has like 15 houses. The dude is mega rich. But anyways, um, for others out there, uh, heed our financial advice because we know exactly what we're talking about, 20-something uh, financial planners over here. Anyways, that made me happy. Moving on. <laughs> what made you happy?
1: Bill Cosby yes, was found guilty yes, just, of sexual assault. Yes. His Bill Cosby bail is not innocent. Was revoked. Yeah. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. The, and this was <laughs> in an appeal. Yeah. So Because the
0: first trial was a mistrial.
1: The first trial was a mistrial, so he was found guilty this is in an appeal.
0: Is this the very first like major Me Too movement? Um C- conviction I think it is yeah it is yeah that's awesome it's and amazing it takes news.
1: me someone posted on one of our slack channels um the time cover that came out I think it was like two three years ago when these right. Cosby convictions first started coming up of right. like 40 50 women sitting in chairs on the cover of Time magazine who were t- um who had claimed Bill Cosby sexually assaulted them right and now he's been convicted he's going to jail
0: he's going to jail
1: and that made me happy. I, it made a lot of people happy. <laughs> he deserves every bad thing that yes. ever happens to him. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah, I would agree. And he deserves even more bad stuff. Yes.
0: I do want to say, because there's a lot of arguments and debates, and people have been talking about this whole thing, like, you know, what about the Huxables and all that? Once again, it doesn't discredit all the good that he did and what happened back, but way back when, when it was needed. um, but the dude's a monster and the dude deserved what he's getting. And as hard as it is for a lot of people to let go of, you know, the image and the things that the good that he did, you have to realize that it's separate and apart from that. And he you, is
1: not his character exactly, on the show.
0: Exactly. Like he's e- not. Exactly. I think I think he uh, was morning show host Ebro Darden. I think he said it perfectly. Like uh, Huxable is not, you know, who Bill Cosby is. And we just have to, you know, make that leap. I know it's very hard for some people and it's terrible, but it is what it is. The dude is a monster and the dude had to go away. And this is justice served. Um, this is very good news. Very good.
1: very Very good good news news. and one other thing in that same vein yes the time's up movement has officially called for the music industry to cut ties with r kelly and that also made me very happy
0: r kelly i mean speak is also a a monster yes uh but yeah
1: those are the things that made me happy today
0: very very awesome okay when we return we're going to talk about Avengers: Infinity Avengers. War. Yes. So um, spoiler-filled
1: yes, review coming we up. We have
0: both seen the movie. We're going to do a spoiler-filled review. So if you have not seen the movie, this is a perfect time to stop the podcast. Go to your local cinema. Spend five and a half hours at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's like it's like three hours, whatever. Just spend a long time in the theater. Uh, make sure to pee before you watch the movie, and come back and uh, press play, and we shall discuss. That you're right, yet to fail all the same.
1: All right, the summer movie season has officially started <laughs> with yes, one of the most has. anticipated movies of the past mm, a
0: long time ten 1500
1: years. years. Yeah, 10 years <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. The most, amb- according to Marvel,
0: the most ambitious crossover. Ever starring
1: literally everyone,
0: literally everyone. <laughs> couldn't fit them in the movie poster. It was so
1: stupid. They had characters. to make three movie posters <laughs> yeah, to, fit yeah, to fit everyone in. Everyone in, yeah. Um, directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, the, Bros. the Russo Bros. Um, yeah. Famous for directing episodes of Arrested Development and Community, comedy directors, and Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's, is fire. Which is it's a brilliant movie um it's already grossed 725.5 million eking out ahead of the fate of the furious and star wars force awakens yes
0: it's the largest opening ever it is on track to beat black panther which all had already set the record as the yep. most like highest grossing uh, uh movie like just movie in the united states um this is major this is
1: like it a is a big major. deal
0: for Marvel.
1: It is also a whopping 150 minutes long. Ooh,
0: it's long. It's a. It, it is, is a
1: lengthy film. Yes,
0: yes, it is. Uh,
1: more on Did
0: it feel that long to you? We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk, talk about yeah, it. We'll talk
1: about that. But you know, the plot is basically Thanos.
0: Thanos. 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 I say Thanos, but I know people who say Thanos, and Thanos. they will die by Thanos. And they are wrong. They're absolutely wrong.
1: <laughs> um, Thanos is after all of the infinity stones, which are yes. these stones that can control different elements of different things. You have a time stone. You have yeah. a reality yeah. stone. We,
0: and we've seen him like, in all the movies. Like It's all leading up to this. And it's all leading up to we've this. We've seen you Thanos know. before like in we the have. credit sequences. And but stuff. his goal yeah.
1: is to eliminate half the universe in order to make resources available for people he's doing it to strike a balance to strike a balance in the universe he wants to eliminate half yes um and so the avengers Mm -hmm. team up yes kind of across a whole bunch of different planets yes to try to stop thanos (laughs) from accomplishing his goal
0: yeah yeah the avengers just got huge like a whole lot of people a whole lot of people Avengers. a
1: a whole lot of people yeah and B, is a whole lot of combinations of people that are kind of strange.
0: <laughs> yes, that we would, wouldn't have expected, which yeah. is interesting.
1: Um, and so things take place on other planets. Things mm-hmm. take place mm-hmm. on Earth. Things mm-hmm. take, take place between planets. Mm-hmm. Things take place on a dying star. Mm-hmm. It's... A mega yeah, it, crossover yeah. extravaganza. Yeah, I, I
0: think like I, I'm pretty sure we've seen stuff like this before, especially from Marvel, but not quite to this level. I think, yeah. I, I I mean I know a lot of people. I mean, like it's
1: been building up. They're like, right. all right, maybe right. we'll we'll I put mean, like two heroes in the same movie, exactly. and now we'll work up to the Avengers. So it's all right. the American superheroes. Right. I, I, and I mean, now people,
0: people had like people had memed like the most <laughs> ambitious crossover ever because that shit was hilarious. But <laughs> It was hilarious. But, it really was. But um, but this actually, I mean, when you really sit down and think about it, like this was a triumph just from uh, that perspective, like getting all these people together and this story and this huge thing. And as much as we diss on Marvel on the show, we'll be honest, we've dissed on Marvel a lot on this show, and we might diss on Marvel a little bit more. Stay tuned for our a review. Uh, but uh, I have to give them props for uh, such an amazing accomplishment. Just the fact that this movie exists makes you sort of proud of humanity. (laughs) Like that we are able to create something like this. Like if you
1: look at the starring list on this it's It's literally everyone. (laughs) It's
0: literally everyone. There
1: are some notable exceptions
0: uh, but mostly it's pretty much everyone you've seen in the Marvel movies. Um, anyways, let's just get into our spoiled field discussion review. It's not really like a review. We're not going to have like a process. We're just going to talk about it and how we felt. We're and, just going to talk. And, and see what's going on. If you've not seen the movie, like I said before, uh, pause because we are definitely going to spoil it. We're going to go in. Um,
1: yeah, let's get into it. So, Edgar, how'd you feel? Okay. Whew. Uh- <laughs> I was really excited to see what Edgar thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so
0: I had. I had bought my tickets way before, and I'm glad I did because... God damn trying to find a time to see this movie and it, it was crazy it was like sold out everywhere pretty see, much So you should
1: just be like me and go see movies by yourself because it, there's always like a singular seat where people leave a gap and nobody wants to you, take it because nobody goes to movies alone
0: You are that person <laughs> which is amazing There was a person like that in my screening who sat next to us um, and we became fast friends by the end of the movie <laughs> but you know But anyways um yeah so like I said you know props to Marvel for getting it all together but me personally this movie was a goddamn mess This was... But I can't blame them because they try to pack so much in there. But we know this. We've had this discussion before. When you try to pack a lot in there, this happens. I will say I'm not going to be overly negative about it because there are a lot of things that I actually did enjoy. There were some great comedic moments. There was a lot of um, really touching things. Um, But overall, by the end of the movie, I felt empty. And a little, you know i guess the word is um not disinterested but definitely like it, ambivalent would you say I, I don't know i i definitely didn't feel the sense of um and maybe i will say i have read the infinity gauntlet um uh, series like i've actually read the comic book so i'll uh, a lot of this was not exactly new to me, so I wasn't as worried about the ending. Um, but yeah, I was not as heartbroken as everyone was because this movie's depressing. This is a very depressing movie. A lot oh yeah, of... this is the Empire Strikes Back of Marvel. <laughs> like this is just a bleak fucking ending. Uh, but I'll save the rest of my thoughts for more in depth. Uh, what were your initial thoughts and feelings?
1: I mean, I'm with you. This movie was <laughs> a hot mess. Yeah. And, like, I get why it was a hot mess. I understand what like, they were trying to go them. for. I can't, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, you can't like, blame them. We, like, we've been talking about this movie for, like, a year and a half. I know. And, and it's we said... Been. We saw fr- it, yeah. But we said from the beginning, we're like, this movie's going to be a hot mess. And, Ooh, like... We knew. We knew. I, like, we knew. It's not a surprise that right. this movie was a hot mess. Like, I remember there was one fight scene that was happening where they were literally cutting between like three different settings right like three different fights right and i was like this is too much right this is too much and like (laughs) they tried to create like see they tried to make what's my one thing is they try to make Thanos a sympathetic character. <laughs> but well, well, that's actually kind of interesting to me. They, it's part of the
0: comic books. They
1: kind of... I mean, like... It's, it's Thanos' a, movie. Yeah. It's definitely Thanos' movie. And I feel like, you know, they tried to build up his, you know, sympathetic side. Right, right, right. They tried to do it amongst a million other things going on. They're like, we got to get the Avengers back together and we got to do this and Polk is back. Blah, 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 blah. And all these people are <laughs> meeting each other and there's com- yeah. and there's comedy. And it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this movie, as we said before, was trying to do the most and like I commend them yeah. and I feel like the Russo brothers did as good of a job well, as they could have well with the, yeah all of the shit
0: I think the other sort of upsetting thing for me is that you know originally this was supposed to be one movie and then they're like "Ooh, we're gonna split it up actually and it's gonna be a two-parter movie um and we technically don't even have the name of the next movie but a lot of people are thinking it's gonna be called um gauntlet infinity gauntlet um but anyway so that's it feels like half a movie even though this movie is three and a half oh, hours yeah.
1: it definitely feels like half a movie because it feels like
0: half a movie
1: like spoiler 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 it ends half of the universe turns into dust
0: it ends with thanos winning thanos snaps wins. his finger half of the universe dead they're gone
1: um a reviewer at NPR called it the Snapture, and I laughed for, like, a good five minutes the after I, read-
0: I love, you know I love this new <laughs> internet thing going on where people post uh, spoilers without context, and it's, like, the most hilarious thing because people would post pictures of, like, snapping fingers. <laughs> and if you've seen the movie and you read the comic books, you know exactly what that is, but if you haven't, you know, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what does this mean? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Thanos spoiler alert Thanos gets all the fucking infinity stones um we'll talk about that and he snaps his fingers half the universe is gone and a lot of our beloved heroes especially ones that we've like barely just met
1: like die
0: they technically are dead
1: they're gone and like but are they dead? Mm, we really. know they're going to come back yeah because again if you see the movie you know that there is such a thing As a time stone. Right. And you kind of know, and you kind of get to see the time stone in action. And you get to see it work. And it's like, oh, wait, this could happen.
0: Exactly. And, (laughs) oh, right. And also, it's like, you know, I, I think one reviewer said it it felt like empty calories like seeing them die because you know there's no way that they're yeah. gonna, like because Black Panther dies in this it's movie like, and mm, you're like uh, we know there's a Black Chadwick Boseman
1: to- has like signed on for three more movies exactly what are you about? like
0: we know he's not dead and I think that's the other thing that sort of pissed me off about this movie is that a lot of people had said that um, you know, or a lot of people were speculating that, you know, Marvel's actually going to finally kill somebody off. Like we're going to get a death and it's going to be meaningful. It's going to mean something. And a lot of people thought Captain America, especially, or Iron Man was going to die and we would get like some real stakes here. Uh, that
1: didn't happen. And I would have if- loved it if Captain America and Iron Man were, did turn to dust. Yeah. And like, it was one of those things where nobody, you know, they're like, they're like, Arguably, Captain America, Iron Man, not even arguably, they are like the heart of the cinematic universe. Right. I, like a lot of the movies revolve around them, you right. know? Right. And I would have loved to see their deaths. I mean, it it would
0: have been, like, a very gutsy move to kill one of them off. But by the end of the movie, you see what they're doing, which is they kept all the original Avenger yep. team intact. And they're going to be the ones to save the world in the uh, next installment. Like, you get a lot of new members in this movie, and almost immediately all of them die. Or not almost immediately, after three hours. But you know what I mean. They all die, and you're going to get this OG team to take on Thanos in the final uh, installment um, but yeah, so I mean, what, so when you saw the snapshot, what do you think? Like, what, what were what were you feeling? Were you upset? Were you sad? A lot of people were like shocked and. I mean,
1: yeah, I know a lot of yeah. people were. They were absolutely gut wrench, and I was like, I wasn't because I saw it happen. <laughs> and then my my first thought was time stone. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. Once you
0: introduce the time stone, it's like,
1: well, is anybody really and dead? Like, here's the thing. Yeah. They showed like. They showed, um, whatever her name is, destroying Vision, yeah. right? Like she yeah. kills Vision. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Scarlet Witch kills Vision to destroy yeah. the Infinity Stone, right? Right. Vision dies. He explodes. Whatever, and then Thanos comes back, uses the Time Stone to reverse his death and pull right. the intact Infinity Stone right. from out Vision's head to get all six, because that's right. the last one, right? Um so like they already show you <laughs> what is going yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: no yeah, there's no reason. There's there really isn't a reason to be upset. But I can I, I can understand. Also, if you've read the comic books, you know that there is no reason to be upset. Um I still really would have wished they had the guts to actually kill like one of the majors. Maybe off. next
1: I mean Maybe the have, next movie. They have to kill like, they have to kill we, one of them next we week. Said that, we said that for this one, but they true. did not. They did I not. mean, but there's a lot of speculation that, like, in that one of the original Avengers, either Iron Man or Captain America, will basically give up their lives in exchange to right. get everyone back. Like, that's been a lot of the speculation. for From people who have not read the comics, I will say that. So let's talk our theories here. Because obviously,
0: you know, the movies are going to take its own, their own path. It's, they're not going to stick 100% to the comic books. Um, you know, Thanos isn't trying to impress Lady Death in this version <laughs> of the movie. Even in, though he should be. Of the story. But anyways, um, yeah. So what what is your theory here? Um, you know, uh, the one of the key moments in the movie is when you have Doctor Strange, um, uh, you know, who... By the way, who's one of the most, like, OP characters? Doctor Strange and Thor, like, fucking can rule the world. Like, they are so fucking strong. Like, their characters are so fucking overpowered. Um, And, by the way, like, props... To Thor for becoming like everyone's favorite Avenger overnight because he was definitely like bottom tier and now he's up there like he's. Thank you, Taika Waititi, yeah, am- for
1: making him lovable. He's
0: amazing. Um, but, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, one of the big things in the movie is Doctor Strange says he sees fourteen million possibilities for how, uh, you know, how they can beat Thanos and only on- like the Avengers only win in one of those possibilities. Um, and then of course, you know, things happen. Thanos wins or does he, I don't know. What do we think? What is, what are your theories? What are you feeling,
1: man? This goes back to the same thing I was saying before time stone, like Benedict Cumberbatch Mm -hmm. looked at all these possibilities and was like, well, if I give up the stone and then things fall into place in this, or like, it's still a gamble probably, but like, If I give it the stone and things fall into place the way that this timeline works out, I have to give up the stone in order for them to win.
0: Ding, ding, ding. I also, key moment here. This is just Edgar's pet theory right now. Um, And I agree. Like, he knew he had to give up the stone. Because a lot of people are like, but That was why? kind of
1: obvious. <laughs> a lot of people
0: were like, why the fuck did he give up the stone? Like, it,
1: Really? It, I feel like it was kind of obvious, though.
0: No, a lot of people are very upset about <gasps> it on Twitter. It's kind of hilarious.
1: Because um, like, but- you, you, they like literally had that conversation
0: But what's (laughs) well, what's interesting to me is that earlier in the movie, Doctor Strange tells Tony Stark, Iron Man, and Peter Park Peter Parker, Spider Man. He says, "I will sacrifice you two to protect the stone. It is my duty to protect the stone. I will let you two die before I give up the stone." They make it a point in the movie to point that out, and then later on in the movie, it is Doctor Strange who hands the stone in exchange for Tony Stark's life to Thanos. And Thanos, of course, who in his own fucked up way is very honorable, does not kill Tony Stark and leaves with the stone. That was super interesting. Why would Dr. Strange spare Iron Man after he said he wouldn't unless of those 14 million possibilities. He knew that handing the stone and keeping, uh, keeping Iron Man alive was the only way to defeat Thanos. That's my theory. I mean, yeah, it has to be
1: it. I mean, that has to be it. I I think the next movie, what I would really love to see is... Iron Man is key. Yeah. A, Iron Man is key. We all knew he's going to be key. He was like the first, you know, Marvel movie. Um, but what not I would... the first Avenger. Not yeah. the first Avenger, but the first Marvel movie. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Um, I think what I would really like to see is one of the... So, Iron Man is obviously key. So, I want Captain America to die a visceral death.
0: i mean unless iron man is the one who's going to be sacrificing himself or whatever
1: but that's what that's the whole thing i want captain america to like die the death and then i want iron man to sacrifice himself to save everybody else
0: Ooh, so you want them both dead
1: i like heck yeah i like this i like yeah i want them both dead
0: i mean i'm all for you know marvel fucking gutting us and killing somebody like peter parker and like no us
1: to Tony Stark and to Steve Rogers, but like y'all been in too many movies. Their time, it's, it's time.
0: Gone. I don't honestly. I don't think they're gonna die now. Now that I've seen this movie, I really don't think that too they're gonna a, die. Do you
1: think they're? Do you think Marvel's gonna give them like a bow out? Like yes, I think they're gonna they're be gonna, retired for they're sure. They're gonna be retired, and then if we need to bring them back in like five years, I think Iron we Man can make like a go, big
0: you know have his baby because they made that a big deal in this movie. And I think, I mean, the one poised to die is definitely. Uh, Captain America, but I don't know. We'll see. I, don't, I really don't know.
1: Um, I do also like the fact that like a lot of them changed their looks for this movie. Oh yeah, like Scarjo has blonde hair in this movie. Steve Rogers has a beard. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're doing that thing. <laughs> so uh, you know,
0: this was Thanos's movie. Even at the end of the movie, it says Thanos will we- return. Which I thought was yeah, a, like and a, a lot nice of the, little knife twist at the end. Yeah, um, a
1: lot of promo and a lot of the promotional materials have have been like Thanos demands your silence. So That's riddle shit.
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you do you think Thanos was a great villain, a good character? What What are your thoughts and feelings on Thanos? Because he, you know, is like has been the big baddie in the Marvel universe for so long, and this is really the first time we spent some quality time. Yeah. With
1: him. I mean, they definitely tried to quote unquote humanize. The dude. Yeah. Um,
0: You don't think it worked?
1: I think...
0: Did you like him?
1: I mean, I think it was a good attempt. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Like, I I don't think it was a bad attempt. It was just... Again, there was so much happening in this movie. They had to fit in so much that giving him, like, a full arc... Like, give you know, I feel like... Okay, yeah. The dude's thought process makes sense to me. Like, the way he goes about things, not really. But, like, the thought process of, like, if you want to end suffering, you know, indiscriminately, if you indiscriminately get rid of half the population, A, there's no bias, and B... You suddenly have a lot more resources for a lot less people. Right, right, right. You keep the universe in balance. Like I get that thought process. It's just yeah.
0: that was one of the big themes of the movie. Yeah. balance. Balance. The idea of balance.
1: But like, I feel like they Rest just in needed. Peace, Gamora. Man, love you. Three. <laughs> three hours. Like three hours was still not enough time to get all the shit they needed to get. Like. To get all the shit Uh, well-rounded enough. And, like, I don't think that... I think it was a good attempt. And I think they got a good amount of the way there.
0: I think I'm team Thanos. I think they did a great job Really?
1: Yeah. I I mean, like, I think... I think they got most of the way there. It just... They needed more time with him. Oh,
0: man. Honestly... I also
1: didn't understand, like... The one part I didn't understand is, like... Why did he take to Gamora so fast, I guess? Because all you see is, like, this little clip of her just like trying to fight off a soldier and it's like is that why i don't
0: well well and well he he was the only one of his race so he didn't have any award or anything um but anyways no I, i thought they did a pretty decent job with thanos thanos is a very interesting character in the comic books um he's you know he's definitely like a big baddie but then afterwards he's very uh, ambiguous, a very ambiguous figure uh, who majors very, you know, he's a huge major figure in the Marvel universe for, for a variety of reasons, which I don't want to get into because it could potentially spoil the next movie. Uh, uh, But anyways, I, I I think they did an okay job with it. And honestly, I do like the fact
1: that they tried to make him like a little bit more ambiguous.
0: I honestly think, um, it, it, I honestly think it was a good move for them to make it Thanos's movie. I really do because it, it was, been, yeah, it would have been too difficult to try to balance all these different heroes. Um, and, and I think focusing it around Thanos. It was really around Thanos and Thor. Um, that's sort of what the Russo brothers have said, that they were like sort of the key players in this movie, in this universe. And that definitely
1: makes, a smart move.
0: And that makes a lot of sense to me, um, but I definitely think that was a smart move to focus on Thanos. I'm actually, you know, as much as I dislike a lot of Marvel movies, a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners hate on us for being so harsh on Marvel. <laughs> um, as harsh as it sounds like I am being to this movie, I actually think they did a pretty decent job. Yeah. And overall, I enjoyed myself and I liked that it sort of uh, upset a lot of people. Like, (laughs) I always like when a movie does that. So I'm all for it. Uh, It's a hot
1: mess, but it was an ambitious hot mess. And I will give it that.
0: Yeah. Should it have been split into two movies? Probably not. That's what I'll say. Probably not. Mm. Uh, But anyways, we will have to wait until... May of da, 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 next da, da, year da, 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 da. to you know get the full story to see what happens at the very end and see if our uh, beloved heroes come back if t'challa returns
1: yeah uh, i mean side note the thor bits were my favorite bits interesting
0: <laughs> okay okay um i
1: just like thor as a character now you
0: yeah you are team thor I'm, I'm
1: team thor you are team thor i am um, i'm also i'm i'm just team fun
0: Team fun. I like that. Team fun. Okay. Because I also
1: like Spider-Man
0: too. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> okay. That has been our episode for the week. As always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play. Please, please leave us a review. Really mean a lot to us. And follow us on our social media at Minority Pod everywhere except Facebook, where we are the whole thing in the Minority Report podcast. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.